Welcome to Bedtime History. This is your host, Breck. I want to start off by giving a big thanks to those who filled out our survey. If you haven't had a chance yet, completing this survey will go a long way in helping us grow the podcast this next year. You can find it at BedtimeHistoryStories.com, and it's right on the homepage, and it'll only take a few minutes. And once again, we really appreciate those who have done this. Uh, there's, there was a great response, and, and thank you for your help. Also, we've been doing live videos on Instagram where I answer questions and record the podcast live. In fact, I recorded this episode live on Instagram. So follow us there at Bedtime History and on our Facebook page, and hopefully we'll have a chance to interact with you during future events. We've had a lot of fun meeting some of our fans there so far. So recently our family visited Disneyland in California. We thought it would be fun to make it part of our kids' Christmas gift, And my wife surprised them by making a big poster with Disneyland written on it and a paper chain for each of the kids to count down days until we would go. Our kids were so excited and counted down the days in anticipation. The day before we planned to go, we loaded in our van in Arizona and drove the six hours to Anaheim, California. But life doesn't always turn out like you plan. When we arrived, it was raining, and the forecast showed it would be raining every day we planned to go to Disneyland. Fortunately, my wife planned ahead and got raincoats and boots for everyone, and even bought a shower curtain to drape over our stroller. At times, Disneyland wasn't quite the same because the sky was cloudy and there was lots of rain, but we made the best of it and went indoors when it rained or found somewhere to warm, warm to eat like the Golden Horseshoe Saloon. We even watched a show, and it was lots of fun. But when the rain stopped, we went out and still got to go on lots of rides. In fact, by the end of the trip, we thought it was even better because the lines were so short. We ended up having a great time together as a family. The older kids loved the more thrilling rides, like Space Mountain and Splash Mountain. And even their littlest sister, age four, went on them. But when she was done, she'd say, that was scary, I only want fun rides. So we got to go on a lot of those rides with her too. In the last episode, we learned about the life of Walt Disney. We started with his childhood in Marceline, Missouri, then learned about his early days as an animator. Next, he created Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie, along with other short movies and characters until eventually creating his first full-length animated movie, Snow White, which was a huge success. Disney Studios went on to make many more animated and live-action movies, but Walt wasn't content just to make movies. He wanted to bring his fairy tales to life. This is the story about the making of Walt Disney's next big dream, Disneyland. Before Walt was born, his father was a carpenter for the Chicago's World Fair in 1893, also known as the World's Columbian Exposition. Millions of people came from all over the world to visit the fair. Because Walt's father was there, he may have told Walt about it. This may have been one of his first inspirations in building his own park. After Disney Studios became famous and Walt was a parent, On Sundays, he liked to take his daughters to Griffith Park in Los Angeles. At Griffith Park, they bought treats and rode the merry-go-round. During one visit, while his daughters were riding the merry-go-round, 
Walt thought to himself, wouldn't it be fun to build an even bigger park? And one that kids and adults could enjoy? Walt was always a kid at heart, and one of his hobbies was building model train cars. He became interested in larger train cars and liked to visit places with trains and ride the trains around. Eventually, Walt built a miniature train track in his own backyard. It had train cars which were about the size of wagons, and Walt and his friends rode the train cars around in the backyard. With the popularity of their movies, Disney Studios had a lot of extra money to try new things. Walt decided his next big project would be a theme park he had dreamed about. In 1948, Walt sent a note to an employee at his studio with the plans for what he called the Mickey Mouse Park. The next step would be to design the park and decide where to build it. The first version of the park was very small, only about 8 acres. But as his designers visited other parks and gathered more ideas, the size of the park began to grow in size. Eventually, Walt and his team decided to buy 160 acres of land in Anaheim, California. At this time, the land was mostly just orange groves. When Walt first shared his idea, many of the people around Walt discouraged him from creating the park. Even Walt's brother Roy worried about how they would ever pay for all his grand ideas. Roy and many others thought that if the park failed, it may hurt the rest of the studio. In some ways we can't blame them, it was a very big risk. And Walt's park was going to cost more money than he had, so he needed to find investors. An investor is someone who would share their money to help build the park. Then when the park started making money, they would get paid back and some extra for letting him borrow their money. But sadly at first Walt couldn't find enough investors. So his next idea was to create a TV show about what he was calling Dis Disneylandia. The TV network ABC began showing his TV series with an agreement that they would be an investor in his park. To Walt the idea of Disneyland was a real life fantasy, like his favorite fairy tales brought to life. When people visited Disneyland, they would become the characters in his movie, and it would feel like they were actually in a fantasy world. In the summer of 1953, they began construction of Disneyland. Because Walt loved trains so much, the front of Disneyland included a train station with a train that visitors could ride around the park. Past the train station, visitors would walk down Main Street, USA a make-believe town that reminded Walt of his childhood in Marceline, Missouri. Disneyland was designed in a wheel shape, where visitors entered through Main Street, USA, then journeyed off into the spokes of the wheel into different lands, with names such as Fantasyland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, and Frontierland. Each land had a different theme and rides to match the theme. At the center of Disneyland was a gigantic castle patterned after Sleeping Beauty's castle, which interestingly was designed after the late 19th century Neuenschwanstein Castle in Bavaria, Germany. Which means if you ever visit Germany, you can tour the castle that looks like Sleeping Beauty's castle. Construction of Disneyland completed in 1955. If you've ever visited Disneyland, it looked very different then than it does now which was over 50 years ago. When it opened, there were only a few rides, such as Peter Pan, 
Snow White's Scary Adventures, The Jungle Cruise, The Carousel, and The Mark Twain Riverboat. People from all over came to Disneyland on opening day. Walt was very excited, but also very nervous. Unfortunately, like many things in life, opening day didn't go as planned. It was actually quite a mess. The first problem was how many visitors showed up. Disney only gave out 15,000 tickets, but someone figured out how to make fake tickets and 30,000 visitors showed up. On the way to the park, there was a huge traffic jam. It was also one of the hottest days of the year. Another problem is that the restaurants weren't ready, so people were hungry and thirsty, and many of the bathrooms didn't work right. If that wasn't enough, many of the rides broke down on opening day. After opening day, many people thought Disneyland was going to be a complete failure. But after the first day, Walt and his team fixed what needed to be fixed, made changes that needed changing, and opened the park the next day. This is what you can do when things don't work out right. With any failure in life, you can say, well that was a bummer, but failure is okay, let's stand up and try it again. When the first version of the park was done, Walt said, Disneyland will never be complete. Unlike his movies, he loved that he could continually change the park and add to it, always making it better year by year. And that is exactly what he did. Because Walt liked to be at the park to supervise its operation, he had an apartment built in the second story of the fire station on Main Street, USA. In the mornings when he stayed there, he would slide down the fire pole, then walk out onto the street and greet visitors. After staying in the fire station one night, he woke up the next morning to a child, a visitor in the park, climbing up the fire pole. That was a big surprise, and they had to change the way it was set up. Over time, the park grew in popularity, and Walt continued to have new ideas and add new rides and other attractions to the park. Later came the Dumbo Ride and the Matterhorn Bobsleds. Later, Pirates of the Caribbean with its advanced animatronics, Space Mountain, and Thunder Mountain Railroad. The Imagineers at Disneyland are always coming up with new ways to make the park more exciting. At Disneyland, they call the engineers Imagineers, a combination of the words imagination and engineer. By 1966, Walt still had many ideas for his Disneyland, but sadly he passed away, leaving it in the hands of his brother, Roy, and the Imagineers. When you visit Disneyland, if you look in the upper story of the fire station on Main Street, USA, you'll see a lamp that always burns to honor Walt. To the parents, if you visit our Instagram page, you'll see photos of the fire station and the fire pole and the burning lamp. Not long after Walt's death, Disney World was constructed in Orlando, Florida. Did you know there are a total of six Disney parks across the world? They're in Paris, France, Shanghai, China, Hong Kong, and Tokyo, Japan. And later, California Adventure was added to Disneyland, California. When we visited recently, we saw construction of the new Star Wars park called Star Wars Galaxy Edge, which should be ready in a few months. Like Walt Disney, you can dream big and make your dreams a reality through practice and persistence. His ideas for Disneyland didn't come to him in a day. First he practiced drawing, then he became an animator, failing many times as he went along. But Walt always got back up, 
put his failures behind him and continued on. If you remember from the last episode, at one time he lost his favorite cartoon character, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. But he put that behind him and created an even more popular character, Mickey Mouse. If you were to create your own theme park, what would it look like? What would it be called? What kind of rides would it have? Next time you have a pencil and paper in hand, draw your own theme park and share it with others. It's amazing what incredible things can be accomplished that start with a dream.